What up, what up, what up? Before we start this off, I want to say thank you to any and everybody that was a part of Rockefeller Rex through all the years, throughout the years from beginning to now when they now have Rock Nation. Um, shout out to Biggs, Jay, Dane, uh, some people like, I like the name Kenny Burns, uh, Big Face Gary, uh, Hip Hop, just some people, uh, Shaka, uh, Tata, um, Emory Jones. I like to name some people that I, I even found myself to be interesting. Um, and they all have gone on to do other things with Rockefeller and on their own. Um, if y'all ever get a chance, please, please, please listen to Kenny Burns on Drink Champs. It's Kenny Burns, Nore, DJ EFN. And casting over, but man, Kenny Burns didn't drop some jewels on there. And I suggest any and everybody to listen to it, especially if you have a dream. Man, he he makes sure that even if you're feeling down, you can, you know, find some type of inspiration to get whatever you want to achieve done. You know, he's from the DMV too. Um, but uh I digress, but <laughs> You know, thank y'all so much for y'all support. We heading straight to season three. We on season three right now. I ain't playing. Um, we're going to start it off with Rockefeller Records. Throughout the season, I'll be giving you guys um, the years of Rockefeller. Um, you know, this this the first part one, you know. So, uh, you know, and there's one part that I want to say. We was drinking when when we was recording, <laughs> um, but um, Watch Me isn't a sequel. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, a prelude to The Watcher Two. The Watcher is on um, Dr. Dre's album, and it has, I believe, it has um, Eminem, and um, yeah, Eminem. Um, But yeah, thank y'all so much. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed the episode. And remember, 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 Baltimore County Day is 825-16 at Woodlawn Memorial Park. Come out, you know, have a good time, man. Just want to have fun. And I just want to restore the feeling of everybody just enjoying themselves, man, because Life is beautiful, people. And welcome back to the season three premiere of Baltimore County Forever Podcast. Oh, I'm going to give you guys a little rundown. This season is an inspirational season. So I want to highlight some people and some things that have inspired me to create a podcast or just to come out here and actually do something that I love to do. Um... Today's episode is Rockefeller in the kind of like a from a fan's perspective of how Rockefeller has done so much for us and the culture and how we feel about the albums and the artists, the producers, um, the CEOs and kind of like, a, you know, how how everything matured in our lives with the label um, and from the 
Uh, what episode was y'all on? Oh, the Bronx episode. I have Kristen and Aline. Hi. Right, right. What it do? What up, felt bro? like this was only right for. Uh, um, it was only right to have them on because I know how much they both love Rockefeller and how they, how they uh, actually um, grew up with the times. So uh, first off, how you guys been? Since uh, the last you know, time they heard you, you know, uh, I'm I'm good. Mm. You know what I'm saying out here getting this money. I've <laughs> 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 been all right. I'm chilling. Chilling. <laughs> chilling. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So um, yeah, man. So if you heard the last episode that I had, I made an announcement of the plans for the summertime, um, which would be a kickball. Slash cookout slash live episode of Baltimore County Forever podcast. Um, twenty five rounds is still in effect. I have another announcement in regards to that coming up soon. Um, you guys will not be disappointed, um, and it will be a summertime theme um, for that particular part of the platform. Um, so, uh, let's start with. Uh, Rockefeller. Who is Rockefeller? <clears throat> who who was um was far well in, in my mind Rockefeller is Jay Z and Dame Dash. Mm-hmm. Like that is Rockefeller. Okay. Now a lot of people don't know they had someone also, um, Kareem Biggs Burke. Mm-hmm. Um he was the the third part of the entity. Mm-hmm. And uh Beans, from what is said about Beans, he was quiet, yet a very intelligent person. Mm-hmm. Just like all of them, but because Beans wasn't... I mean, I'm sorry, uh, because Biggs wasn't out there doing all the stuff that Jay and Dane was doing, it, it kind of went unnoticed of who he was, unless you were involved in the label. Exactly. Now, uh, shout out to uh, Biggs, because he came home and did the rock. 96, I grabbed the jacket, which is the cover art, along with Corey. Kind of like, uh, I'll give you a background with that. Um, I came up with the idea because I have so many Rock Nation hats. I gave one to Corey. She puts pins in it, just like I put pins in mine. And um, I figured it would be a, a present and a past kind of thing. And um, that that's pretty much sums up the cover art that I had um, for the episode. Um, but yeah, back to biz, he designed the jacket. He took reasonable doubt and made all these different clothing on the shirts hoodies uh hats um uh anything you could think of and it's not like it it captures the that nine that 2000 rockefeller feel like a lot of the shirts was um based off of the songs for each um song on reasonable doubt um but um <clears throat> While we there, reasonable doubt. What did reasonable doubt mean for that time when it came out? It was, I mean, cause, cause how, how old y'all when it came out? I was six. Okay, yeah, so she was eight. <laughs> so let me see. I think I was, I was fifteen, fifteen to sixteen, and <clears throat> it was. That that was like a pivotal point, favorite word pivotal, um, <laughs> because so much came out. 
Now, I wasn't paying attention to Jay-Z because at the time, I was a big Busta Rhymes fan. Ah. So, The Coming had just came out. Mm. So, I was on a Busta Rhymes wave. Um, I remember seeing, and that's what I'm looking at now, I remember seeing that video with Jay-Z where he had the ball head. I know, this house one part. Um, <laughs> he had the ball head. In my lifetime? No. Oh, no, no, no. It was, it oh, was like... Oh, so Hawaiian Sophie? No, it was after Hawaiian Sophie, but it was his joint. It was when he was on Priority. Oh, oh, um... Oh, I can't think of the name of it. I'm, I'm going to find it, though. Um, when, it might when be he in my was lifetime. In the front. Yeah, it had to be in my lifetime. It might be, yeah. He had the bald head. He, yep. had, he also had the bald head. In, um, I want to say he had the bald head in Show and Proof. Jigga the J, Jigga the A, Jigga the Y. Dude. It was one of them. All right, but, so I remember seeing that video and I was like, all right, this dude's kind of lame because at the time you had Wu-Tang, you had Biggie, mm -hmm. um, Death Row was popping. Yeah. Um, so, 95, 96, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was like, okay, this is just another flash in the pan rapper. And then I remember seeing that video and then Reasonable Doubt came out and the one song that caught everybody's attention was 22 Twos. Mm. Really? It was yeah, that? It, it was, was that record? It was that one. I, I wouldn't have known that. Because everybody was like, yo, did he really? And folks were counting like one, two, three. I never forget my man Joe. He was like, you got to hear this. You got to hear this. And I'm like, what? He said, Jay-Z. And I, I had knew who he was, but I was like, all right, that guy is whack. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, he did the 22 Twos. He was like, come on, come on, come on, let's count them. And I was like, yo, that shit was dope. Mm -hmm. And then after that, people started to take notice. People outside of New York started to take notice. Because mm -hmm. this was, I was in Japan at the time. Mm -hmm. So folks really started to take notice. And then after that, it's like, they never stopped. Hmm. So reasonable doubt. It, it took me a minute to catch on. I, did, I actually had to... Let me see, because in my lifetime came out, I got hooked on that one, and then somebody, I had to actually go back and listen to Reasonable Doubt to catch up, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because at the time, I was like, yo, this shit is garbage, you know what I'm saying? So, once I was like, okay, these dudes are for real, mm -hmm. you all right over there? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, do the Martin thing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, so that was, it, it was, it took me listening to in my lifetime and then coming back like okay that's who that was that's what they're doing i'm a fan i'm with it they're legit uh kristen what did well we were kids then so when did you go back to listen to reasonable doubt i think i went back to listen to reasonable doubt probably like when I was like 16, 17. So what, what Jay-Z album was out right then? When I was 16, 17? I didn't like the Black Album. You did not like the Black Album? Get out. <laughs> hey, yeah. Jesus Christ. You didn't like the Black, you didn't like the black Album at the time or period? I probably at the time, I have not gone back to listen to the Black Album. Really? I'm not going to lie to you. 
I'm wow. not gonna even sit here and lie about none of this okay. shit. Just tell the truth, the Yo, whole truth. Um, like the hard knock life is why I like Jay Z. That was my first ever album that I ever got parental authority type shit, mm-hmm. and that is one of my favorite Jay Z albums. Besides Reasonable Doubt, Reasonable Doubt I like because it's just so like young, and you it's can just hear all the hunger. Period. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. just the stories. You can listen to it. We even yeah. gonna learn something from it. Like the nigga been telling stories. I don't care what nobody says. Yo, exactly. let me let me tell y'all what <laughs> happened when we was in yeah. the locker room. You know, Lee Cox. Let's say his name, Lee. Lee said we was talking about four four four, and he was like, um, basically how Jay was talking about all that. Uh, the black empowerment stuff for four 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 or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was like, Nas nah, Ben did that. Nas nah, did that on uh, the um, hip hop is it or the end album? What, what I don't remember which album, but he he made a reference of Nas nah, Ben doing it, and I just like the the majority of people listen to Jay over Nas. That that's just that's just the truth. Okay, yeah. The majority. Yeah. Uh, if you have a line of you have like ten people. Of every, all these different backgrounds, they're gonna say they listen to Jay Z more than Nas. Mm-hmm. It's just most people are just it's just like that. Nas is a hidden gem within hip hop yep. that is appreciated if you love hip hop. Yep, yep, that's it. You feel me? Like, but mm-hmm. yeah, like <laughs> yo, I was like, oh my god. But for me, I I ended up going back and listening to Jay probably after, um, I want to say Blueprint. I went back. But my favorite Jay Z album is Volume Three. That is my personal favorite Jay Z album. Um, it's just so much with that. I guess because the album, if you line that up with all thirteen albums, it will not be appreciated at all. Yeah. Um, you know it's so it's crazy because like like you said, it's like when I mean you gotta go back. Um, what where's the song? I wanna I'm trying to look it up now. I can't remember the name. Um the one where he was talking about where he shot his brother. Um uh, wait, and that nah. that's on volume three or reasonable doubt. No no no, that's on in my lifetime volume. In my lifetime. One. But it's like what he was talking about, he was, you know, talking about him selling selling drugs, mm-hmm. but he didn't want You must have, love me? Yes, yes. And he was like, I didn't want to have to do this, mm-hmm. but my environment made me mm-hmm. and to me like I did a paper once when I was in school and basically what I said was rappers have always had this cry for help mm-hmm. like I don't want to live this life but society is making me live this life I'm not learning shit in school I'm living in the projects I'm living in Marcy, Queensbridge Lafrac, whatever and there's no hope Except and now we got this drug coming through and mm-hmm. I can make a lot of money, so this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And that song right there, I think that might have been the first conscious song I ever heard from Jay Z to, to where I was like, "Yo, this dude is not just just running his mouth; like he's actually making a point, mm-hmm. and he's making a very valid point." So when four 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 came out, to me that was just an evolution of who he is as a person. And he just matured. Because he's been saying, you know, like on... Um, we gotta do better. Period. Um, <laughs> not Black Album. Kingdom Come. 
Oh, with uh, Minority Report. Oh yeah, that is one of the most socially conscious albums. Mm-hmm. Beach Chair. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So he's been saying these things, except you know, of course, when it comes to hip hop or when it comes to entertainment, period, you go for the shine. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna listen to the '99 Problems. You're gonna listen to Show Me What You Got. You're gonna listen to Ain't No Nigga. With you know Foxy, mm-hmm. and you Jazz gonna miss all the other all the other joints. Mm-hmm. So Jay Z's always been conscious because he's been conscious of who he is and mm-hmm. where his plate. Like he said on the one joint, lyrically, I would be Talib Kweli, but I so far no 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 lyrically I'd be Talib Kweli. In fact, I wanted to rap like Common Sense, but I sold five million. I ain't been rapping with Common Common Sense. Sense. And like, and somebody brought that up. They brought it up in the locker room. We was talking. It's like, I think because people are so lazy to look for music, Mm -hmm. they look at the surface. So you put you put your three singles out. That's all I'm gonna hear. Even if a nigga buy the album, they gonna listen to them three singles. Like they don't people don't give a fuck about B sides no more, yo. People hate looking for music if somebody's not introducing the music to them. So it's like with Jay, it's like yo, it's he's just always been an amazing artist, and because he's overrated, like most people love to say about him, he's always just looked over because it's oh that's Jay Z. We don't gotta we don't gotta talk about him. But Nas, like, I'm just me personally, like, I've always been a Jay fan over a Nas. Like, I, that's just me personally. Um, I probably, I probably only listened to one, maybe two Nas albums all the way through, and Illmatic is probably only one of them. Mm-hmm. It probably is like Illmatic and Life is Good. Mm-hmm. That's probably the only albums that I've listened to completely. Like, so. Shit, I only listened to one Nas album completely. But but you know what though, and that's what was that? Still mad at? Oh yeah. I I've always felt that. All right, I know I'm probably man. You're, I'm probably gonna get torched for this. <laughs> Vic definitely torched your ass the last time. That nigga was. You like, know what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Um, but I've always thought that Nas was a better rapper than Jay Z. I I if you ask me who the who the greatest of all time is, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Nas. But every, but if it's between those two, Nas and Jay Z, mm-hmm. but folks are gonna be like Jay Z, da da da. I think part of that is because his commercial success, yeah, is way beyond. Now, granted, in the past five years, Nas has gained more commercial success. Yes, and I think the fact that Nas did the Kennedy Center. Now, now let's 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 really dive into that. He gained commercial success because of what? Was it because he eventually turned his career over to Jay, in a sense, when he signed the Def Jam? Uh, think yes. about the la- that. That's yes. like if you really think about it, he really wasn't getting that that kind of vibe from people outside of a hip hop head, right? Until that, outside of the beef, until he you feel yep. me like. And then, yeah, because I don't think I don't think if you were a Nas, if you weren't a Nas fan, you weren't checking for none of it mm-hmm. until the beef, because everybody likes beef. Yeah. And then, of course, you got you know these two songs, and you're like, whoa, this shit is crazy. And then, like you say, after that, he went to Def Jam. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I never thought about it like that. Yeah, that yeah. make you think. It's like he wasn't really picking up no traction outside of the, you know the. 
the first couple months of him right. being on MTV, but always on BET. Like it wasn't people wasn't like, and that's that's the God honest truth. And I don't mean I don't mean to like ruffle nobody feathers, but Nas wasn't he didn't have the same commercial success as Jay at that time at period the, yeah. his his whole career. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, but um, switch <laughs> to switch subjects real quick. Uh, Krishan. <laughs> you remember them? Who? Krishan? Nope. I know you don't remember them. You don't remember Krishan, the R&B group? The R&B. All right. So you remember You remember around 2004, All Right, Baby, Don't You Cry, with Freeway? Yeah, sound familiar. Okay. That, that Alan, Alan Hamilton, Alan. I think that sounds right. I, I think that's his name. But um, he. Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. He was a part of Krishan. Bring back your... You know the songs. It's on Streets is Watching. Bring back your love. Listen. Bring that back was the, your love. And the thing about, what? like... What was the song? Was the song? I think the song was called Ecstasy. Yeah, Midnight to Ecstasy. Oh, my oh, God. The video. Oh, Be- I don't remember the video. You don't Where remember. Where was that? You, Yo. you, you was probably like... Yeah, you was... He was probably... The only reason I know that shit is because of Yaya. Yaya is a, a really big Rockefeller fan, and she put me on it. Like she had the Christian album. Yes. She had it's a it's a it's a reddish it's album. A, it, it it's like yo, yo oh. it's a yo Ghetto Cyrano. Yeah, I that's, remember that. That's name. the name. Yo, Christian, that group. It was it's two of them. Mm-hmm. They because at first like the beats were dope. And then, like nobody, like nobody knew they were Rockefeller. So I mean, they didn't know it, but it, the album was just like I guess because people didn't realize that they had R and B acts at the time or a R and B act. They think, oh, we just got Jay. So yeah, man, that Midnight Ecstasy. Oh my god, and video um, was crazy. I was watching some, uh, I guess you can call it a documentary, and they was talking about Rockefeller, and I didn't really think about it. But, oh, I know what I was thinking about. I was on Facebook, and they were showing videos of Fred the Godson. And my man was Amazing doing artist. his thing. And somebody was like, why is he not being promoted? And they said, well, because the labels don't know how to market him. Yeah. That's, and when you think about it, that's exactly what happened with Chris Young. I, I, yeah, I don't think they knew how to market them as an R&B. Because they had one album. They and it did. was a good album. And... Yeah, and you didn't hear from him again until backstage. That's yeah. So that's um, that's ninety seven. Mm-hmm. So that's a three year gap. Mm-hmm. I don't even think they was on the tour, Mm-mm. the Hard Not Life tour. No, nobody, nobody heard. They they did that one album. I remember the video, and my man Terrell when I was in college, he was bumping that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, that that midnight ecstasy. That helped us out many a night in the <laughs> dorm rooms. We were trying to get our game going. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I, that shit came out the year my sister graduated. So that's how she ended up having the actual album. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure of that. Um, but shout out to Chris Strong, man. Like that revolutionized, revolutionized I think, R&B on beats that should be going to hip-hop artists, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But And uh, that's how you know who a true Rockefeller fan mm-hmm. is. If they know who Chris John is, yeah, you look fell to the lace line. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me because yeah, I don't know yeah. like, That's wild. You yo, yo that's don't wild. But I can see how old. though, because like I say, the only reason I knew is oh, yeah, I, I remember um, 
BET um, at night. It wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't uncut. uncut. Shout out to Uncut. Boy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What that thing <laughs> smelled like was my shit. Man, it wasn't uncut. Hey, it yo, they uncut. had one video. It was a nigga. He pref- he was doing shooting a video outside of Mondawmin. I don't remember. What, I want to say it was Black Jesus joint, but whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, and there was another dude when I was up in Alaska, Joker the Bell Bondsman. Like, yeah, <laughs> yo, I think that was it. Wait, 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 that was what that thing smelled like. No, that was like Jesus. What that was, yeah. was Joker the Bell Bondsman. He had a song with Busy Bone. Yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. Ain't nothing like money in a Ziploc bag. Uh huh. Uh huh. Smash with the cash. <laughs> yo. Wow. Yep. You remember? Yeah. <laughs> that and was the such funny, a bad funny part is like he where he filmed that. When he filmed that video, it was at the strip club in oh. Anchorage. Oh. So it was, it wasn't a shithole, mm-hmm. but it wasn't somewhere you'd like purposely go <laughs> for a good, like, man, it was just. I didn't mean to be here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but uh, yeah, man, that, uh, that Chris John joint, that's, man, that's, Pro. that's real. That I I love that out, but that Midnight Ecstasy I guess because the uh the playing back of the beat mm-hmm. and it kind of remind me like a chop and screw kind of mm-hmm. vibe. Oh my god, it is amazing, yeah. Yep. But um, yep. moving on, let's go to Jay's. Uh, well, yeah, let's go to uh, Jay's second album, which is In My Lifetime Volume One. Mm-hmm. So this is ninety seven. So ninety seven, big is uh murdered mm-hmm. and uh he has you know he he feels like he has this weight on his shoulder to you know produce a good record mm-hmm. in my lifetime was like what was on in my lifetime that we can remember what i mean stummy? you cannot you cannot <sighs> talk about you can't talk about in my lifetime without mm-hmm. talking about the city is mine Oh, pass, pass the uh, pass the ice down to the uh, pass the ice up to the nicest MC. Yeah, and tell Big he's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh my! And the thing, and the thing that made um, pass two ice cubes up to the nicest. There we go. And yeah. the thing that made that song so dope wasn't just the song; it was the video, because the video was a take on the Usual Suspects. Hmm. And I gotta go back and watch that. I never, at the mm-hmm. at the time, like once you once you had watched the Usual Suspects and you knew who Kaiser Soze was, mm-hmm. and then you seen like Jay Z and and Mike, Michael Rappaport was in it. Yeah, shout um, out to him. He is definitely uh, of the culture, man. Man, my man I goes hard you. for the culture. I mean, dude named his son after uh, Maceo from De La Soul. Oh, that's incredible. You, yeah. I did not know. My that. man goes hard for the culture. So oh, um, wow. but he was in it and like the usual suspects, I don't know if y'all have ever seen it, but that is just a classic movie. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Jay Z and then the beat because it was a it was a Phil Collins beat. And if I'm not mistaken, Phil Collins was in the video. Um hold on. Well, why are you looking at uh um so, in my lifetime, volume one starts with "motherfuckers can't rhyme no more" by Crime No More. So, and then it goes into "The City Is Mine." Mm-hmm. Teddy Riley produced that. Which mm-hmm. it was just it had Backstreet, Blackstreet on it, mm-hmm. which is crazy. But uh, a million and one questions rhyme no more was DJ Premier. Shout out to Premier. 
Um, Prime is out right now with Royster 59, Prime 2. That shit is good. Dash. Boy, nigga, Royce just wanna rap. He like, fuck all this. I wanna rap. And he's always been like yes, that. Yes, yes, man. And I, I like the fact that he's an underdog because I don't think there's any pressure on him to perform. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh -huh. he's like, I'm gonna go in the studio and I'm gonna do my thing. Like, did you ever listen to that one track DJ Premier deal with MC8? You was telling me about it. Um, I don't know if I, I can't remember. It was recent. This is a yeah, recent yeah, album. Yeah. I don't remember if I. I can't remember it offhand. Shall I say? Well, it's like DJ Premier, and, and I guess. I guess to take this in another direction, like like you were saying earlier, you got to go out and find music. So Nas, because I remember when Nas came out and said hip hop was dead, uh -huh. everybody was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right. You right. This shit is trash. Everything is trash. And then, like we said before, like, stuff moves so fast nowadays. Because mm -hmm. I remember, like, I bought CDs. You bought the CD. Mm -hmm. Whether you liked one song or you liked 15 songs. No, peace, bro. And so, you know, you, you bought it regardless of what you were listening to. But nowadays, you can put out one song. You can put out a freestyle and folks will get hyped off of it. And so I think you, as a... Shout out to 300 for giving people uh, single deals. And, and so I, I think as a, as a music fan, you <laughs> have <right>. to <laughs> go out and uh, find find the music. Because hip-hop, I was actually thinking about... No, I ain't going to put that out there because somebody going to steal the idea. Don't but, do it. Um, yeah, right? But it's My like, name is my name, though. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like music is out there. And it's like hip hop is not dead. You just have to look for it. Joey Badass, the dude I keep Shout telling you from Chuck. Baltimore, hey, Greenspan. It's it's a guy, Poro, Poi, shit. It's a white guy. I can't. My man's had put me on to him. And they restocked on Supreme. Um. I'm looking at all the wrong shit right now. Puya? 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 Yeah, so he's got a dope record. It's called Void. Um, but um, who, And the big dude from Cali, he was in that show, The Breaks. Um, the big seven, he's he's like six, like six, five, big dude. Um, He's, oh, man. I'm in Ra, I think that's his name. So he he's a young guy. He's like 17, 18. Damn. So the music, the artists, the beats, like stop letting stop letting the media tell you what to listen to and what to be mad at. Mm -hmm. It's real music out here. Shout it's, out to Academic. It, <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> Not, I had to unfollow yo, yo. This shit is this shit is de detrimental to the culture, bro. And it's I, so sad. I, I don't even I don't even to pay attention to him. But, you know, it's so much music out here. You got DJs, and you still got people... Like, when DJ Premier... When I heard that DJ Premier... Well, first of all, when I heard MC8 put out a new album, I was like, all right, this shit is garbage. Like, this dude is too old to be rapping. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, DJ Premier produced it. All right, cool. I'm going to listen to it. Then when I heard it... Like MC, that's why I say MCA. He did the whole album. 
No, no, he did a couple tracks, oh, okay. but but you know what I'm saying? Like when you have somebody of that caliber. So I was watching this thing the other day. I was watching a Vlad TV interview with um, Clark Kent, and mm-hmm. he was talking about Nas. Mm-hmm. And um, he said that the thing about Illmatic is no producer wanted to come in there with a whack beat. So it was like, all right, you had Nas, who everybody was hyped about, and they knew who he was. And then, like, the first couple, you know, because he had Pete Rock. You know, first of all, he came in there with Large Professor. Uh And everybody was like, yo, that's the man. So if he's the man, this dude got to be good. Mm-hmm. So then people was coming with the beats. Mm-hmm. And then so nobody wanted to make a white beat. So that's the thing about it is, like, you're not going to show up to a Dr. Dre album with a whack beat. You know what I'm saying? If he's executive producer, which I'm probably going to get clowned for this, but, like, I, I state all the time, exhibit man versus machine needs to be accounted in one of the best albums because Dr. Dre executive produced it. You know why that's not it's not it's not on this side of the world. Not on this side of the states unless you really into hip hop. Okay. Niggas from the East Coast hate giving niggas from the West Coast props. And I think a lot of people My Crazy Life was a great album, but it wasn't yeah. I mean it wasn't it was West Coast based. I mean yeah. they had obviously had everybody producing it, but that was a really good fucking album by YJ. And I got I got clowned by somebody because they was like exhibit to do for pimp my ride. I'm like yes, the motherfucker can rap. People don't. So you know what I'm saying you're you're not gonna show up with whack beats for anybody. So premiere showing up on MC8's album. Mm -hmm. MC8 put out a dope ass album. So with Royce to Five Nine, it's just almost guaranteed that it's gonna be a dope ass album. But Royce is so far under the radar because he doesn't get the recognition because nobody's really checking for him because everybody's checking for the the radio artists. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Listen to this song. Listen to this artist, which goes back to the whole payola thing, which I think is definitely still happening. Mm. So... um. I know we just went like completely off track. Yeah, it's cool. Um, let's get back on track. Imaginary players. Whoo! Imaginary players. I listened to the sample, um, not too long ago. Um, he um, <laughs> what's the difference between a four point zero and a four point six? <laughs> Thirty to forty grand, cocksucker, beat it. <laughs> you know what though? I think that part of Rockefeller. I think what made that part of Rockefeller special was pain in the ass. Yeah, man. Dude. Pain in the ass interludes. And just interludes in general in the 90s and 2000s do not happen anymore. People hate doing skits now. Mm-hmm. They hate doing skits. That used to be the best part of the, the best part of what? the album. Oh, my God. Do y'all yeah. remember when Nori used to do shit with uh, Animal Thug? Yeah. Nori Nika? <laughs> you feel yep. me like... That's that was that's the kind of hip hop that we come from, people. Like, where you get a skit and you get a good song before and after that. And after, yep. And so. I, but I gotta say the best skit ever was um, the Mad Rapper. That was just hilarious, and I, I think that was the music. last. That was the last of the good skits. Yeah, I remember he did a, he did a skit on um, Eight Ball MJG shit. Oh really? Yeah, he was like on them on them niggas from Orange Mounds. Niggas don't want to hear that shit. Niggas don't want to hear that shit. Like, nah, shout out to D. Dot Angeletti. 
Um, real quick, I just want to go through the playlist. So, imaginary play. Streets is watching. Friend of Flow 98. Lucky me. Mm-hmm. Always be my sunshine. That was a good record. In fact, I'm going to tell you uh, someone that redid the record that actually was pretty good. Wayne and Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. It was it was during that era of him trying to get her on cash money and Wayne, yeah. I'm just to do whatever the fuck I want. Oh, yeah. I so, um, what we got? Uh, Who You With 2, Face Off featuring Sauce Money. Shout out to Sauce Money. A really pivotal part of um, Rockefeller in that era. Wasn't signed to Rockefeller, but worked really closely with them. Mm-hmm. Um, rap Game, Crack Game, Real Niggas featuring Too Short. Where I'm from. Where I'm from. Where I'm from. Cough up along oh. where I'm from, Marcy. Who's son. the best MC? Biggie, BJ, Jay-Z, Z and Nas. Yes. You know, you know D-Dot uh, Angeletti produced that, which is a bad boy. This was a very bad boy, heavily produced album. Puff did, did most of the... I assume he did like the direction for the album in a sense. Uh-huh. Like he did a lot of production on it. D Dot was all over it. Um, Stevie if I'm J. Not mistaken, Puff directed the video for "Always Be My Sunshine." Yeah, he got a lot of flack for that, yeah. but he Jay got a lot of flack for but that. But time so. out. You, the the one thing that I remember, like the one thing that that Rockefeller brought me to start doing was paying attention to the producers yes because like i'm looking at i'm looking at the the producer list and i'm like wow i didn't know he did that song i didn't know they did that song like pope like tone and pope yeah track they 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 became prominent during that time because they just was coming with hit after hit after hit Mm -hmm. and it was from it was from jay-z and them Uh like um for example I would have never heard of Just Blaze if it was not for Rockefeller. I agree. I agree. And we wouldn't have known who Kanye was until Rockefeller because a lot of people don't know that D-Dot was one of Kanye's mentors. And D-Dot... Kanye was producing on Harlem... Not Harlem World. The Harlem World album. And he did some songs for Puffy. He did some remixes and stuff. But he was a ghost producer. And a lot of the times, D-Dot was being credited for some of that stuff. But Kanye was doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, been documented. I'm not trying to shit on anybody. But uh, that that's Kanye's start was with Mace. Mm-hmm. Kanye also credit Mace as being his favorite rapper. A lot of people. I heard even uh, Mace is Eminem's one, one of Eminem's favorite rappers along with Redman. Yeah. So, which is yep. dope. It's dope. Because people like that, when he lists on, uh, speaking, not to get off topic, but speaking of Eminem, when he's on Till I Collapse, and he's like, I have a list. Here's my order in a list. It says, it go Biggie, Jay-Z, Tupac, and Biggie, Andre from Outkast, Jada, Corrupt, Nas, and then me. Yep. Like, people, you have to be well-rounded in hip-hop to understand why he lists Corrupt, why he lists Andre 3000 mm-hmm. prior to Andre 3000 coming out with all these different verses for these younger kids records mm-hmm. now especially corrupt corrupt does not get enough credit for being a good lyricist now a nice little fact of when K dot Kendrick Lamar said on the line um I'm the king in New York um that line initially came from corrupt Mm-hmm. On what I, he said, I'm a Muslim on pork. What 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 song was that? I want to say it was like a Four Horsemen record. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Um, but he was like, mm, 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 I'm a Muslim on pork. I'm the king of New York. Like, it's like one of them things. Like, again, people just don't really want to find the information. They hear something like that, and they like, oh well, he said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just him, nobody else. Right. You feel me? Like so, but um, yeah. To get back on topic, Streets is watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a movie as well as a soundtrack. Now, um, Streets is watching. Mm-hmm. That was. I think that might have been. Um, that was dope. That was it. Was a dope video because if you notice, it wasn't until I, I'd have to say, knowing like being a Rockefeller fan from, or knowing about Rockefeller, and then you know just catching that wave, and doing the whole button down. I did it all. Um, <laughs> bought the chain, all that. Anyway, we ain't gonna go there. I had the chain. Yeah, I don't know where it's at, bro. Um, I wore that chain to uh, the diner downtown, sipping bite. I had the chain on my nigga. And it's Lewis member of the Rockefeller team, and I'm 20, Great Dame, more man, more cream. It's 2018, and I, I, I did. I still have that velour Rockefeller outfit, Rockerwear, terry cloth. Very, yo, I'm gonna rock that shit. But anyway, um, I forgot what I was saying. Am I, uh, am I in Smack City? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't but, know. Oh, man. oh. So, um, yeah, I totally forgot what I was saying. All right, so, uh, <laughs> all right, so, Streets is watching. They basically it did a they did a movie and it oh. took the soundtrack. So it and was, played out for it. So Jay Z has always been kind of like not he's not a look at me type of person. Mm-hmm. And it was it was weird, not weird, but I, I think it shows his growth that with four four four, he's like he stripped all of that away and he's like, look at me, I'm standing up front. I made my mistakes. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. If like he's made videos, but he'll make a video like he's never really done interviews. Like you would have thought, unless it's like radio promo, unless it's radio, uh, a promo run in general. Um. I, you know, like he never. I think when um, Volume Three came out, he did an interview on Big Ticket of Basement. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal because that was like one of the only times he sat down for an interview. Mm-hmm. And um, when he did Streets is Watching, like folks was like, like he was in the movie. You know what I'm saying? And Jay Z's never been in movies. Like he's never been out there. Like, and I think that was the dichotomy between. Him, Dame, and Biggs. It was like Dame. Dame was like, "Yo, I'm putting on this armor for all of us. Mm-hmm. You just go rap." Uh huh. And I, you know what? With Jay, it's kind of like that. That's the street element. Street mm-hmm. niggas don't want to be in pictures. Mm-hmm. Street niggas don't want to be flossy stuff like that. And in turn, you know when I really realized this shit, Beyonce Formation Tour. When you would see. Everybody that Khaled would bring out, mm-hmm. they would always get a picture with Jay Z. Now, think about that. What, what year is that, Kristen? 2014? Mm-hmm. 20, no, sorry. So, 2014 to 96. How often did he take pictures with other rappers? Very, very sparingly. Uh, unless they was in the same. Yep. Th- they was on tour together or something like that. He didn't really take pictures. Yeah. You know, and that that's the street element I, I, I'm only going to go with. But, um,. Streets is watching hat. It's all right. Jay and Bleak. When Bleak, they go Bleak go in Man. on that shit. In the middle of the war, 
rocking a vest. Who the illest shorty alive? I, I confess. confess. With my hands to the vest. Yep. Then I swear to the heaven skies and likes and rights to the day I rest. They had Love for Free featuring Jay-Z, and now we're here. Jay-Z and Rel. Let's talk about Rel. Mm-hmm. Carolina's own. If that's my baby. <laughs> if that's my baby. <laughs> yo, I remember yo, that song, yo. yo. Oh, my dad. Girl, oh, my. Yeah. Okay, Rel was an R&B artist on Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. Now, if you watch State Property, Rel is the character that gets shot in the basketball court area. The first State Property, he's shot at, he's shot on the court. Okay. He has the headband, the little braids, shit like that. But uh, <laughs> he, he was a great R&B dude. He's actually on the Young Guns, Better Love, No Better Love. Um, so, yeah. So, then you have Only a Customer, produced by Irv Gotti. Real quick, I really want to touch on Irv Gotti. Yes. Irv Gotti is probably one is a genius within this hip-hop game. He is just pure... Genius, bro. He has something to do with the whole, which we'll go to is when we go down a little bit. Murder Inc. The original Murder Inc. was mm. DMX, Ja, and Hove. And if you are a real, a real, real lover of the culture, you know what cover. You know the front and the back. You will remember it's etched in your brain that cover of what magazine. I'm not gonna say the magazine because I think if if you are a fan of the culture, you should know what magazine Immediately. it was. Immediately and know what each of them mm. had. Like you just that is ingrained in you. But so so yes, that uh, let me tell you about murder murder ain't. Before it was a record label, they were a three-man group. Now, can you imagine if they came out with a eight albums, several albums? I don't know. They have a lot of songs out that you can listen to, especially on Streets of Watch, and they have Murdergrams, um, produced by Top Five. Um, ja, X, and J, like, are we say, that was good. Um, Deppin' Fauna Sauna, Now and Prior To. Like, it's a different element that is a that's that's bar for bar. Like you don't know who owns the song on shit like that. So, but um, in my lifetime remix, your love, Christian again and Jay, um, Nori is also on this. Now some of y'all might know Nori now for Drink Chance, but we know Nori from. Um, Nori Life, will always what is it, be Melvin Flint. Melvin Flint, yeah, Melvin the CD, Flint. Yep. Uh, Nori, uh, fuck else? God's favorite. Um, grimy the song, yep. being on a violated stuff. But he was the only Queens nigga on this. Then you got MOP, which later on down the line is eventually signed to Rockefeller. They was on the You Don't Know remix. Goodness gracious, Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Then you got the celebration with Jay, um, Bleak and Sauce Money. I didn't realize. Uh, jazz was on here. Yeah, I didn't realize that he produced and we, In My Lifetime we remix. Gotta talk about jazz. Let's talk about jazz right now. That's where Jay Z started his career. Mm-hmm. Jazz O. Jazz O is his big homie. Jazz O. And they actually, during the 444 stop in Chicago, they actually, you know, fixed their relationship, from really? what I understand. That's what's up. And, you know, he shouts them out on tour because, uh, okay, 80, was that 80, 88, 89? He uh, spent the money from 88. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Yep. So that's where Jay started his career. He had um 
he had a relationship with Jazzo. Jazzo was in his hood. Uh, one of the uh, guys in his hood or whatever. And um, Jazzo had a song called Hawaiian Sophie. And that's when Jay used to rap like Twister. Woo. He used to rap like Twister. Fast. Jigga the J, Jigga the A, Jigga the Y, Jigga the Z. All right, G. I'm beating MCs up. I'm eating MCs up like EPMD. And if these nuts and these cows want to see me, a rough style, style, get out. I'm ripping and running 100 miles. Ooh, I did that. <laughs> Niggas can't fuck with. The Incredible Sister, Jigga the Brooklyn. Big up, kid. But he said that on Show and Proof. So in retrospect, he, he found the way to maneuver himself from the 80s with... With someone later on, he went with on tour with Big Daddy Kane. So maneuvering from the '80s with the eras of the Kane and the Jazzo and the uh, Cool G Raps mm-hmm. and the Rockems to now, literally 2018, the niggas going on tour. So that's 30 years this nigga's been somewhat in the game in some mm-hmm. form of fashion. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, Jazzo was like a provident, um, a pivotal part in his career. And uh, then, you know what a lot of people, if you don't know who Jazzo is, he was the, he had the verse on Jigga What. On Jigga What, yep. And it's a video for that, so you can see who Jazzo was. Um, who's on? Now, street rumor, Jazz didn't sign a contract. Yes. Do you think he would have fared better, or do you think it, he felt like it was an insult to him being that... He put them on. Pride. Okay. That, that's that's what it was. Okay. And then they started the, from what I understand, the beef started with um, him not doing, Jay not doing the, the, the song County Kings. Um, mm, okay. wait, wait, what do they call Brooklyn? Kings County. Kings, Kings County, County. Um, mm-hmm. song. And uh, that, was, that was a little later on. Now, the verse that Jay had for that record is actually the same verse for Always On Time Remix with Jai and Ashanti. A lot of people don't know mm. that. That is the same verse. Okay. And they just put it on the record. Um, it, it became a radio song at that point. Okay. But um, they, I assume they beefing off that. Then the whole Rockefeller over the I Get High remix. Uh, when they said, uh, you what Freeway say? He said you like the, you like the forty cane dropped and minutes forty and broke Freeway. Let the forty smoke take my business. This Jay. No, would you stay be when you visit home? You shouldn't be alone. This a front line of the rock man, the streets man. It was, it was Jay. It was Jay Freeway, and I want to say Young Chris, cause Jay starts on it. He said, "Uh, you four years old, Johnny," and then he says, "Uh, four years old, Johnny. Your reign on the top was short like leprechauns." He said, you're running on the top of short like leprechauns. I don't know. But then he said, I move heavyweight. You ain't never carry Sean free. And then um, young Chris get on it. But then Jazzo came back with a freestyle over nothing. And I remember this shit. I remember being in the house streaming Power 99 in Philly when they dropped this record. And the only part I really remember is Jazzo saying, little Chris, you a piss. You a humble greenest. Why you jerking off with the next man's penis? I never forget that. And you know, I fucks with young Chris. But mm-hmm. when he said that, I said, oh my God, he's not. <laughs> he's trying to go for the whole crew. He did fair. I mean, once you know how to rap, you know how to rap. You can't let that go. Right. And he did very well with that. Um, I never forget, sidebar, I used to be an OK player. And somebody had posted a picture of Jazz on the subway. 
He was like, damn, should have signed that contract, huh? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Shit. Um, was hilarious. So we did get love, uh, MOP. So now where are we at now? We are still in 98. Are we in 98 still? Um, Yeah. Because, yeah, 98. 98. Toward 99. Okay, no, we going to stay on 98. There you go, Kristen. Volume 2, Heart Not Life. There mm-hmm. we go. What you got to say about Heart Not Life? One of my favorite albums. It was on Hard Not Life. Let's see. Um, Hard Not Life and Company uh, with it, Backstage. Handed Down is on. Oh my God. Handed Down. This one is for the. If you follow me and you realize my first visual is at the very end, I have the the sound bite for Bleak. This one's for. No, that's. Well, that's. That's for the, for the family. But um, Handed Down was. Pretty much, Jay was going to retire. Um, and I didn't know that. That was that was that one. He, he said he just the new talking. and approved. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't think he started over here talking about the wrong fucking. He didn't start talking retirement until. First of all, they said Jay was only supposed to make one album. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, wait, wait. Okay, so all right, we straightened it all out. All right, it's not. Yeah, you have to watch Carlito's way. That whole scene... I've seen it before, people. I just don't remember it. Right. I kind of remember the Puffy one, which is sad. I remember the Puffy one more. Though. Right. That And that was that was part two, which was whack. Mm-hmm. But, excuse me, the original Carlito's Way with um, Al Pacino, Sean Penn, um, Louis Guzman, I think that's his name, and John Leguizamo. Mm-hmm. That, that's what that scene was from. So it wasn't talking about him retiring. It wasn't Jay-Z retiring. It was painting the ass, just being a character, talking the whole scene. How I took it. No, listen. He says, I, I quit. I retired. Ain't enough money in this world. Sorry, big. You got to watch the movie. I need to you see that. You gotta watch because Only because he said sorry, big. You think he told? Yeah, you no, no, no. He said he said it ain't no, enough no, money no, no, in this no. world. The nigga came from the dope game, so mm-hmm. it ain't. He's selling records now. That's obviously not no, not the Nobody same amount of money. The pain in the ass, dude, was being Jay Z. Is what I'm saying. He's he's he just flipped. You making it seem like he talking for Jay Z? No, he not talking for him. There we go. So what he doing? Now she's awake. <laughs> <laughs> what he doing? Then? He's just ad libbing. It's right, a yeah. fucking skit, Corey. Just, just, I get it, but still, it just sound right. <laughs> now that we got that mystery solved. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yo, I'm looking at this, man, and um, I did not. It, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, there, there's a lot of, like, Mark the 45 King. He put out a lot of music. You know what? I'm going to be honest. I really don't know what else he's done outside of the Heart Not Life. Yeah, me either. Me either. Wow, that's crazy. But um, shout out to Eric Sermon. For some reason, I've been seeing him on Instagram a lot. The yeah. The past two, three days. No, I've seen him like uh, since the uh, since the Drink Champ. Shout out to Nori and uh, EFN. Um, since the Drink Champ shit, I've been seeing him more frequently on Okay. On social media in general. Because there's something, I guess there's something he's he's got coming up. Um, which Eric Sermon is one of the most underrated producers mm-hmm. in hip-hop. Um, not so much as a rapper, but producer. And I can admit that I bought both 
Eric Sermon CDs, the Green Eye Bandit, and uh, the other one is somewhere. The one that just like music. No, that was a single. That was a single. That was, that was on a on a soundtrack. Yep, for the Martin. Uh, what's the worst that could happen? Movie. Um, but there's two. Well, actually, wow. It was on his album too, and he had a remix with Def Squad. Okay. So I actually I'm thinking of the Eric Sermon movies from I mean uh, albums from like '93 and '94, um, which I still have those. Wow! Um, (laughs) Damn. Um, But yeah, um, yeah. So I'm I'm just and Rock Wilder. Rock Wilder is number one. Rock Wilder produced one of the best hip hop songs ever, and. The Rock Wilder, that was the name yeah. of it. Yeah, he did. He he worked real close with them. A lot of he did the uh, the Destiny's Child remix too. He did the one jam with Exhibit. Um, Exhibit made a video out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of the name of it offhand, but Rock Wilder produced it, and his beats. They bang, man. They, they bang go, hard. They go hard. Yeah, I but feel, uh, yeah, he. I think they said he gave it up to go do Christian rap. And I'm like, eh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So anyway, that's that's interesting. <laughs> um, so that was volume, volume one. Don't look at me. <laughs> volume one. Uh, I was volume one. We talked about Jesus watching Christian. No, that was, no, was volume, volume two. two. Uh, a clue. Mm-hmm. Professional. DJ Clue. Put clue, 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 clue. Bruh. DJ Clue, bro. Like, I always fuck with Clue and his mixtapes. He, he, he started to realize that you know, at the while, like Clue was coming out with mixtape every week. Mm-hmm. At this point, um, and moving forward, he was coming out with mixtape every fucking week. If you was on the Clue tape, you was something else. That's the first time you heard Fab. And yes, Fab mm-hmm. was all actually on the Hard Not Life tour. Fab has been around for years. Shout out to uh, Loso. Um, in case you ain't know so. But, um, yeah, professional. He had three professionals. That third one was, yeah. But yeah, the, uh, the first two was good. Now, um, the first professional wasn't, uh, Fantastic Four on there? Uh. And the Rough Riders, Rough Riders Anthem remix was on that. The remake. I remember the remake. Yeah, that was on there. It's mm-hmm. on Fantastic Four, Cameron, Pun, Nori, and Cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was? On? I remember thugged out shit. Thugged out shit. Yeah. Yeah. Painted ass again makes his makes his uh, appearance. Now, I I, I will admit I did not because you know what I'm saying. Of course, I'm not from New York. Um, I didn't understand the whole mixtape thing. Mm-hmm. So when we would hear a Clue album. And you'd hear, shout out to da 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 da, clue clue clue. <laughs> I thought that shit was annoying, but Same it wasn't fashion. right. It wasn't until I watched Paid in Full, and they had the scene set in like '84 or whatever. Yeah, um, and um, Brucey B. Yeah, and I realized that that was the thing. And then watching documentaries or whatever. And they're talking about the DJs. That's how they would shout out who was ever who their man's was. Mm-hmm. Who was so, in the place to be. Right. <laughs> so 
it was after that, then I understood, like, okay, that's what Clue was doing. Mm -hmm. He just did it on a more commercial scale. Mm -hmm. Because I remember when The Professional 2 came out, I was stationed in Alaska. So imagine me, backstage is out, The Professional 2 is out, and so I'm listening to this to this album, and this dude is talking over every song, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. 145th. Yeah. 41st side. And I, don't, I, have, I have no clue what any of this shit means. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, only thing we know about New York as outside, you know, people in the culture is that New York is where it started. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn is like the hardest borough. That's what we were thinking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all we knew. Mm-hmm. You just knew Biggie was from Brooklyn. Jay-Z was from Brooklyn. Kane. Kane was from Brooklyn. Well, well, by then, Kane was an afterthought. Oh, okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're I'm talking like 99, 2000, 01, oh, yeah, 02. Yeah, Buster. Everything is Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. So you're like, all right, Brooklyn seems to be the place to be. <laughs> like, like we don't know, it. we don't know nothing else about New York. This nigga's dumb. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So hearing Clue talk about all of this over, you know, he constantly talking. I'm like, yo, this shit is annoying. Mm-hmm. But it's actually that's he's like the I won't say end result. But that's what they used to do for the yeah. mixtapes. And and that's what they did to promote the parts. Tell yeah. Clue to do it. Yeah. Tell Clue to say that shit. I don't need to say that shit so, to myself. So it, it made sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Looking back, it made sense. Yeah, so we are coming to that age, Memphis Bleak first album. Shout out to Bleak, man. Uh, man, listen. Y'all people dog Memphis Bleak so fucking bad, bruh. I fucks with Bleak. I've always fucked with Bleak albums. Bleak. And to be perfectly honest, that punch you in your face, motherfucker, I knock your tea out, and don't run, that wouldn't be none of that if it wasn't for Memphis Bleak Business Mind and signing Casanova to Warehouse Music Group. So, mm. give that man some respect, bro. And he pumping that Duce in everybody club. Shout out to Duce. We ain't First on that right that now. that Casanova. I don't know who, I, I don't care who you are. Once you hear that, Niggas trying to boot me for my watch. Boom, boom, boom. boom. You are ready to fight. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) Everybody get shot. Boom, boom, boom. Like, yo, Casanova, like, that is the, uh, that is the, he is the epitome of what you would think a New York rap. uh, Yeah, that grindy feel. I want to fuck somebody up. Like, say something to me. Yeah, just look, look at you. Look at you. I dare you. I triple dog dare you. Like Casanova, and then you know, of course, I was watching him on uh, Jesus and Mero, mm-hmm. and like my man looked like he's like six six. The nigga looked like uh, just looked like Black Panther. Yeah, <laughs> like the Panther. Like, hey, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, um, however, like the first Bleak album, because I think Bleak came out around that time, ninety nine. Yeah, it came out the year after the Professional came out. Coming to age, um. Let me see if I can remember off the top of my head. The joint he did with Nori. Yeah, he did the joint with Nori. That was fine. He did the the joint with Ja. Uh, Man, Bleak is. Man, Bleak is. Money, man, Bleak is. Man, I had a a car with a sunroof, man. Swiss did that. I would crank that all the time. What you Um, think of that? What you think of that? I love these streets. What you think of that? I think after that first, wow, ironically, you say that. But the first, that first Bleak album, 
was dope. And I think people had so much hope in Bleak because they was like, yo, he's down with Jay-Z. He can flow. Um, and you going to make it? I'm in my eye. This nigga is dead. Uh, yeah, She's right. probably texting K right now. Like, I want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I want to leave. But, um, That's why the nigga laughing. Like, ugly I ass. I text her like, I'm about to leave. Yeah, you're tired. Especially you uh, got to get up ass early in the morning. I know. Yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, he only um, had one single off of that? Uh, yeah. yeah. Came out August 3rd, 1999. But that first one, um, yeah, that first one was dope. And then after that, I I, I, I love the understanding. The understanding was yeah, I like my, the understanding the, too. The understanding and and made was my favorite bleak bleak albums. Um, and we just finished up on yeah, the understanding. Have to yeah, the understanding was was wild. Is that true? Now I only I only liked the remix <laughs> with, with, with Missy Elliott, Jay Twister, and all that. Oh, now, oh, you ain't like the Twister one? Oh. Not the Twister one because the Twister one feels like they just kind of threw that verse on there. The girl jigging and Twister got a yeah demon scheming something demon full of dreams. But if you listen to it without the Twister verse, the sound song, the sound, the song sounds more organic. Which leads me into Volume 3. Volume 3 is my favorite J album. Now, I said that leads me into Volume 3 because that's a bonus song on Volume 3. Yes. And a lot of people don't really know that. Um, And I want to say... Okay, let, let me go through a couple of songs on Volume 3. Volume 3 had Do, Do It Again, which was the, mm-hmm. the single with, with Beans in a Meal. Mm-hmm. Um, Dope Man. Things that you do, it's the things that you do when you That's think of really this song. Album. I tried to tell you, yo. Yeah, you tried to tell me I, I didn't, <laughs> but still. Hey, yo, I said it's my favorite album. But it's hot when he go at 50. I'm all about a dollars what the fuck is 50, 50 Cent. Yep. Uh, Snoopy track, which a lot of people do not like. Yeah. But it had Juvie on it. Shout out to uh, Cash Money. Mm-hmm. Um, S. Dot Carter. S. Dot Carter. Thing not harder. Competition is not. I like that uh, pop for rock. Pop for rock, oh yeah, pop for rock. Because that was the first. I, I, uh, even though it was more of them, I want to say that pop for rock kind of set you up for the rock life familiar. Yes, it did. Because it was like, okay, these are posse cuts. Mm-hmm. Everybody's coming out. This is the songs that. Okay, all right, bet mm-hmm. I'm, I'm geared up. I'm ready. And w- w- another thing that was dope is Watch Me's on here now. Watch Me has a sequel to it, The Watcher. The Watcher on and the Blueprint. Blueprint 2. Okay, yep. Yeah, that's um, on the second tape. Yeah, cool. where they had Rakim on it. Mm-hmm. But I want to say The Watcher, I think, I want to say, was that The Watcher 2 or The Watcher 3? Because I feel like he did something else on, on The Chronic 2. I want to say it was The Watcher 2. Okay. And then they had Big Pimpin', which Big which Pimpin' is, had is a staple. That, that was a life of his own. Man. Yeah. Even on the Canada B, my stamina B, enough for Pamela Anderson and Lee, yep. MTV, Victor Jam the Week. And it wasn't just the song that made it dope, it was the video. It was, oh, yeah. And yeah. then once you learn the story Ooh. of the video, because I think they went to Trinidad during Carnival. Uh huh. And I want to say Biggs put up the money for that. Yeah, because Biggs has people out there. Yeah. I want to say he's like, and it's St. Thomas. St. Thomas? St. Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. And that's when you learned Biggs was, was in Biggs the game. Biggs is Biggs. Yeah. Biggs is Biggs. <laughs> Biggs, is Biggs. And then when you listen to 
the end of the Black album, the very last song, and Jay-Z was like, hey, I, I, uh, yeah, he was like, Biggs, remember when we was in St. Thomas and that dog peed on homie's leg? <laughs> and that's when you realize, like, yo, these dudes really rocked with each other through and through. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But And then you're like, okay, you hear that, and you're like, damn, oh, shit, Jay-Z was in St. Thomas. Damn, they was really insane. They, brought, they brought out all the crystal on the island. Yeah, that's dope. They that's was dope. really chill. Which and then of course I went to St. Thomas. Like, oh, I'm doing a big me and my thirty two dollars in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> but, I want to go. Uh, yeah, bro. I want to go. Um, Big Pippin also had a feature from UGK. UGK. Mm-hmm. Now the story goes that they wanted Pimp C and them, well, Pimp C, mm-hmm. to come up there and record. He was just like, Nah, fuck that. <laughs> he just like man, fuck that. I'm not coming up there. He wanted us to record. You, he, he gotta come here. He gotta come to us, kind of thing. Um, a lot of people don't know Pimpsey was a really Pimpsey produced, if I'm correct, the whole first UGK album and a, and and a lot of the albums after that. And he was a, a really good producer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but this, I my personal thought is this is the first time I ever seen hitting tracks on an album. Hova song outro is hitting songs that include Jigga My Nigga, Girl's Best Friend. Mm-hmm. And the I outro. I still watch Blue Streak to this day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And, and That's Your Chick later on was on the album, if I'm not mistaken. Sidebar, I really like that NYMP. Oh, For yeah. some reason, I yeah. really like that song. I, um, I, well, Rock Wilder produced it. You know what I loved? Uh, There's Been a Murder. Yeah. Back to Sean Carter, the hustler. Jay Z is, is dead. dead. You know? yep. I think there's been. And I think that might have been one of the first songs where I ever got the big, big word here, where I, I ever got the allegory. Ooh, shit. <laughs> between, like, I'm about uh, to use per- context clues. <laughs> between a person saying, my alter, like a person uh, using their alter ego. Yeah, killing you know himself what I'm off and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, that was, that might have been, because. You know, at the time, like you, you like there's been a murder. Like, yo, is is he admitting to? We know. <laughs> Did he kill? A crime? <laughs> Did he kill? And then you listen to it, and he's like, no, Jay Z, the hustler, no, no, Sean Carter, the a hustler, Jay Z is he's dead. dead. Yeah, and you're like, oh, okay, he's talking about himself. Yeah, but now he's bring, which leads me to another fact with um, Ti, mm. Ti versus Tip. Hmm. Which they did that. I don't know. That's a terrible album. Oh. I did not like that album. Really? It's I'm... too much. I, I, it didn't need to be a double disc. I understood no, what he no, was yeah, doing. It didn't need to be a double but disc. But it should not have been it a should double not, disc. Yeah. Lord have now mercy. that I agree. It shouldn't have been double disc. But the fact that he was like, okay, I'm this person and then I'm this person. And then we're going to put them together. Mm-hmm. I thought that was dope. Yes, I did. But yeah, it was way too many songs. Ooh, Lord have mercy. It didn't need to be... All of that, mm-hmm. but I, I want to say for me that was that that um, there's been a murder has been like the first song. That was the first song where somebody was like, "I'm this person," and then I'm this person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait a minute, you're the same person. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, you know what I'm saying. So that was that's that's why I like that one. But um, it's so much information on Rockefeller, so it's only right I do a part two of this. So we are leaving off at. 1999, and oh, about to get yeah, I know, I right? know, but yeah, we're, <laughs> we're rolling on damn near two hours now. Yeah, uh, so uh, it's yeah. been good, but 
I just want to say you have something special with this season. Um, inspirational season. Shout out to everybody that was involved in Rockefeller. Little side note. Shout out to, uh, what is it? uh, God damn it! I'm trying to. He's from DC. Um, for some reason, around that time, Jay Z loved being in DC. I don't know, but anyway. Um, um he had a, a, like the whole, you know, DC was just you know, drug and boy, yeah. yeah so, um, now. Okay, you talk about 99, 2000. KB, I can't think of that. That was, I, I, I KB, can go all day KB, talking about KB. that because there was a, there was a, a feel around DC around that time, mm-hmm. especially because I had, um, because I was, I had just gotten the Air Force and I was stationed in Delaware. So we were either going to Philly to, to, to kick it or we were going to, to DC. And at the time, Kenny Burns, Kenny Burns. A lot of people, he he's he might be known now as like a, a party promoter, but he came up in the Rockefeller era and a very intelligent guy. Very intelligent guy. Yeah. The lifetime specialist. That That is his thing. You know who he is. Yeah, boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does a lot of... He be doing a lot of quotes. Yeah, bro. His quotes be getting... Yeah, bro. His quotes got me through a lot of shit, man. Shout out to him, man. Um, yeah, you 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 got you got to bring it back for the um, oh, you got to bring it back for the for for the because like the ninety nine to two thousand. Yeah, that's what I it, remember that we got Seagull, yeah, Clue, see, Emil, Jay, Bleak. That oh, we gonna um, get good on this. That volume three. That was ninety nine two thousand. Fresh in, I I was fresh in the Air Force. Jay Z was like, I'm rocking button downs. So that's what everybody had was button downs and uh fat farm. Yeah, so yeah, that 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 99 2000 that uh change in the millennium between, you know what I'm saying, 1999 2000, that shit was crazy. I remember that cuz that that album came out December of December of 99. I'll never forget that. Cuz my brother was like, "Yo, Yo, I got the Swiss cheese. <laughs> Shout out to Swiss. Was, man, man. Hey, <laughs> Fuck you, <nigga. laughs> <laughs> He was like, oh, I got the, I got the this and that. Man, he bought it at a gas station. Anyway, but uh, yeah. yeah and plus, I want to talk about a meal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. Jay-Z um, Lee putting on his butt, his butt. Button ups. Can't yo, speak. Yeah, nigga, you alright? Nigga, drunk too much? Smack oh, it's done. Um, yeah, it's, it's. um, but yeah, so man, yo, y'all, this season's gonna be great. This season's gonna be great. I have people outside of uh, you know, people that I feel like really inspire me. Like I said at the top of the show. But um, thank y'all so much. <laughs> it's so good. When we pick up on a part two, will be the 2000s, and we are starting with Beanie Siegel, The Truth. Now, Siegel was introduced on what, Aline? Uh, what it talk about? Uh, I gave y'all a thousand bars with Memphis Bleak. So, Baltimore County forever. 